What's up, friends? You're listening to episode 12 of From Anxious to Able. Thanks for push and play. If you are an artist or a musician or anybody that requires an audience to create an income, you have got to listen to this episode all the way through. In this episode, I'm interviewing my sister, Dawn Byer, who is a singer-songwriter and founder of The Real Nashville and has created a six-figure business using Facebook Live and a virtual tip jar. This episode is all about what can happen when you let go of other people's ideas of what it means to make it as an artist and really embrace your own versions of success. It is not an episode you want to miss. Okay. needs a boob. Okay, can I just get like five more minutes? Hey, babe. Okay, okay, I'm coming. And you're listening to From Anxious to Able. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to From Anxious to Able. It's your host, Michaela Z. And today I'm here with my very special sister, Dawn Byer. Dawn, thank you for being here. What's up? <laughs> okay, so I wanted to have Dawn on the podcast for a really long time. I always knew I wanted to have her on here, but I thought right now would be a really, really good time because we're all quarantined and at home. And I feel like the kind of career Dawn has created for herself through Facebook Live could be extremely beneficial for a lot of artists, but beyond artists like yoga teachers and all different types of people that could teach online or, or go on a Facebook Live or anything like that. So um, if you would, Dawn, tell us a little bit about like how you went. So you're a singer-songwriter. How did you go from, you know, doing like live, you know, shows on Broadway in Nashville to like making your career mostly online? So about four and a half years ago, I was playing on Broadway for tips. And I was blowing out my voice because I was having, I was doing it full time because I was going all into just playing music. But at the time it was pretty soul crushing hundred percent in because it was like, everybody just wanted to hear cover songs. And I was playing, you know, downtown Broadway for like, you know, eight hours a day playing covers and trying to get people to want to hear my original music, which most people come, you know, most tourists come to Broadway to hear the songs they know. So it makes sense to me that they would want to hear those songs. But it's so crushing for an artist who's creating something to not be able to share the things that you're creating. So I was feeling super down about all of that when the Facebook Live button came about. I was living in a shack and it was like a fi- it was like five hundred dollars a month. Mickey, you've been there. Yeah, um, shack like, story. <laughs> yeah, five hundred dollars a month. It legit. I had a um, car that, um, was my grandmother's at some point, And it was like one of the, it was the first car, like I learned to drive in and it was, you know, we legit like ended up selling it for $300 that same year. So that's about the <laughs> shape, the shape that my vehicle was in and could barely make it. I was, I was driving 45 minutes a day to get to Nashville, to pay for parkings, bring all my gear in to play for four hours, hoping I would make enough to come back the next day. So I never had any savings, any money in a bank account. I mean, I didn't even have a bank account. I had like, you know, like a jar of ones that like when I learned how to save money, it was from just getting my jar and being like, okay, I'm going to start putting my ones in here. That is where I was at. And I was in my late twenties. So I'm pretty late to the game. And, and the shack was like legit, like just a a shed that this guy had turned into a little space. Like he put a bathroom in it. 
And so I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor in this, in this um, room that was, it was kind of like an outside flooring. So like when it rained, like there was not enough, the wall didn't connect to the, um, the wall didn't connect to the, to the floor. Right. So the rain would actually come into my bedroom where I was sleeping. And so when I was gone in on Broadway singing for eight hours or double shift, whatever I was doing, I would then come home. Like if I knew it was raining, I would be like, Oh shit, it's raining because now on the way home, like the, my car was leaking water in it. And then I'd get home and like my room would be full of muddy water and like all my clothes and everything would be full of muddy water. And that was my, that was my reality at that, at that time when the go live button came about on Facebook, the first day it was available to me, which was about four and a half years ago. Now I clicked it and I was, I just had that idea, right. The idea right away to implement a, a tip jar because I had been playing for tip, like making my living playing for tips. So I was like, what I need to do is go live on here, sing my songs and put a tip jar up. But how do I do that? So then I came up with the idea to use a PayPal link, but call it a virtual tip jar. So I started implementing that right away when I got my first person hitting the virtual tip jar because I had never seen anyone do it. It had never been something I saw on Facebook. So this was doing something that maybe nobody had seen before. And the first time someone hit the jar, I was like, oh my gosh. Because I always say, if someone will, if it works once, it works. Like if someone will purchase it and, and it's something they will do, then it works. So that was like, oh my gosh, this works. So I just kept showing up like all the time as much as I could on Facebook Live. And, you know, calling it little like, you know, live from the shack or live from my shed or whatever it was and putting a virtual tip jar. I continued on my Broadway shows, but only until I was making enough with my virtual tip jar and and selling my albums myself. Like I was copying albums myself in the shack. Like I was just on the floor, like actually copying albums. Like, you know, you would, you would be like at my shack, like drawing pictures on the albums. Like we did, (laughs) we didn't have the money to have covers or have like a bunch of copies of CDs made. So I was making every single one and sending it out to the, to the point where my shack became like an Amazon box, like pile up of all this, like, I remember sitting there with the Sharpie, like drawing little picture stuff that I was ordering to be able to do this. Like I had a little crappy laptop on the floor. I remember because the only, um, the only DVD I had was Titanic. So I would like just continue to watch that while I was copying CDs. And I would be just like sitting on the floor because I had nothing to even put my laptop on. We had, I had no furniture, no nothing. So that's where I started. So um, I continued to show up and until I was making enough where Broadway didn't make sense anymore. And then I stopped playing on Broadway and went hundred percent playing online. In the past four and a half years, I've become an online singer. I do all my concerts, all my main things online. So now in these hard times, like with what's happening right now in this moment, I'm able to keep working because I have been doing this now for four and a half years. So I already work from home and I already do most of my concerts from home. And so like right now I have a daily like live happening, you know, for uh, lockdown while everyone's at home, I have a daily live concert going on. So I always have something going on. I did have to cancel a couple like in-person shows, but I really only had like three booked because I don't do a lot of them. So I'm able to just keep working, which is super cool. That's awesome. Okay. So going back to like the moment that you pushed Facebook live, I feel like when those types of things appear, like, do you remember ever having like that 
moment where you're like, this is not working for me. Like, I know it was like, you know, you, you definitely were like just the, you know, the spitting image of a, a starving artist. And like, everybody's just like, well, that's the path that you have to go down. If you want to be a successful artist, like you have to do that. So like, when was there a moment that you were just like, no, this isn't what I really want. Like, this isn't like, I I, want something. I always didn't, I never resonated with, yeah, I never resonated with that whole, oh, you know, this is, this is my struggling artist friend or my struggling musician friend. I always hated that title so much because I did feel like I was still playing music for a living. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I was able to just buy some food for that night and buy my gas, but I still was playing music for a living. So not that I was struggling. I mean, I feel like, yes, I'm the struggling musician. The idea of what that is was what I was, but at the same time I felt so that didn't resonate with me. So along with that came people at my shows that would come up to me on Broadway and go, Oh, you're so good. Why don't you be a singer? And I'm like, I just sang for you for like four hours or, Oh my gosh, you're so good. I just hope one day you're going to make it. And I just would always, it just didn't always, it always hit me wrong. It's like, what does that mean? Make it, you know, what does that really mean? Yeah. I'm not doing exactly what I would love to be doing. And this is pretty soul crushing, but I am singing and playing my music, which is pretty cool. So what does it mean to make it? So I had to get, that was the question that I had to ask myself and get really clear on. And I feel like as soon as I got that answer for myself, my whole life changed. Yeah. I feel like that's a super important thing to do because I I think a lot of artists just kind of like follow the path that's been paved. And I feel like with the internet now, it's just so different. Like the day and age is just so different. So like how... So obviously like, you know, you know, planning it out, actually sitting down, like what does your making it look like, you know, broad spectrum, like how much money are you making? How many people are, cause for you, like you really love like the intimate shows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that for you is like, that's your success right there is like being able to like have someone pay for you to like fly to Ireland and like sit in a living room with like 10 people and you know actually know that those people are like there to listen to you so what I guess like with Facebook live and everything like how do you suggest people I know you have a lot of like information and stuff to offer with this and we'll kind of get into that but like how do you suggest people kind of like step into that world that have never experienced like the online world, like negative feedback. And like, because you do like, so you do like kind of total opposites. Like you do the one thing that's like 10 people, you know, those people are there to watch you. They love you, blah, blah, blah. But then how do you deal with like, as your Facebook lives get more and more, you know, bigger, bigger views. Um, how do you deal with all of that negative feedback and all of that stuff? <laughs> so a couple of things, I feel like one of the things that, it's so crazy to me just in using this platform in general that I get so many artists telling me at first when they're, when they haven't started using the platform yet and they're, we're going through the coaching and the training is, is they say, well, I, I love this idea, but I just, I really like to sing for people like people and, you know, like go and sing for people like at a place. And it's like one of the main things I truly have to remind people of is, when you are singing online and there, or you're showing your product or you're doing whatever you're doing, you're painting or whatever you're doing, and there's five viewers, that's five people. And for some reason, uh, so many people struggle with making like that connection of this is real people. These are not just views. Like if you have a million views on a video, a million people saw you perform. So 
there's that. So you have to really see it as real. These are real people. And this is a platform just like any other, like where you would stand up and tell them what you are offering, you know? So I think there's that. And then there's listening to the good and the positive and letting that the comment when it comes to comments. And when you, like when you have a video that goes viral, you're going to get tons of awesome, nice comments. And you're going to get a few comments that are just mean. And it's really easy for people to be even more mean when they're sitting behind a screen and not like seeing you in person. So Mm -hmm. you have to really hear the good ones. Like it's always been a struggle for me. It is such a struggle. (laughs) I will just scroll through like it's that Jack in the Box toy. Like I just scroll through, (laughs) scroll through, scroll through. I'm like sliding. I'm like swiping fast past all these nice comments. And then like I get to one mean one and it's like the jack the box pops up. But, you know, it's like, yeah. why do I do that to myself? So it, like train yourself to really, really like soak in the good comments. Yeah. Have you ever like been live and like looked up and like you're like, oh, shit. Like someone said something that just like, you know, like hit you and you're like, like thrown yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just like, I mean, I think that's like the one thing. That's the one thing that you really and I think it's good because like, you know, anybody that's like a a you know, starving artist wanting to be famous or wanting to, you know, whatever, wanting to make a career out of their music, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, there's always going to be negative feedback. Oh yeah, and always. you wouldn't be doing something right if there's not going to be some negative feedback. People are sitting at home just feeling crappy about themselves, I guess. And they're just like, Oh, let me just like throw this comment out there. It's just silly. But I think it trains you definitely. Like I've seen with you, like it definitely trains you to like know who you are and like know what you stand for, like outside of Facebook live, you know, like even just whenever you're talking to somebody or you're, you know, you know, even with like someone booking you and you being able to like say your price and like those types of things, I feel like, walking through the negative feedback and being able to look at that and like over time, like build up a, you know, build up your strength with that. It it also helps you to navigate other aspects of your life and be able to like stand clearly in what you are. Like, how did you get to a point where, so you started out with doing Facebook live. So when did like that moment, I mean, of course, like when the first person tipped, but like, when was the moment where you were like, Whoa, I'm like making a living off of this. Do you know Um, what I mean? Well, it was my, it was honestly when I was on my way into the accountant place with my box of receipts, which you don't even need to do. like, that's not even how you do it, but I had no clue. So I just was like, <laughs> okay, I'll bring all my receipts. And the first thing I'll do when I get there is tell them how much money I have in my tip jar at home. You know, like, I didn't know what, I, like, I didn't know what you even talked you know, about with like accountants. I had no clue. And so yeah. I, I thought I was like in trouble because I hadn't figured it out. And my first year, um, I got approached to do a program with the guy who was the manager of Taylor Swift when she first started. And he, so that's how I got into coaching and mentoring artists, but he asked me to do that. And when he asked me a question that was, well, what did you end up making this year? And I was like, I have no idea. My first year, I was like, I have no clue what I did. So I brought, I brought it all into an accountant and asked like, can you help me figure out? Cause I had no clue how to even do any of that. Mm-hmm. Help me figure out, what did I make? And they like st- like sent me an email back that said I made that I brought in seventy four thousand dollars. And oh I was gosh. like, "What? That's crazy!" Like my goal when I was in my shack, like legit, I talk about this like, and I think about this like most days. My goal when I was in my shack was to one day make five hundred dollars a week. 
Yes. I just found a piece of paper that said my ultimate goal is to make $700 a week. So it's like, like, (laughs) and then it grew to like a thousand dollars a week, but I never thought it would grow to what it is now. Cause I mean, I started there, but then I, I even have a program I'm working on right now. That's called, that's talking about stems of income from what you actually do. Like you have your core of what you do. And then here's how you can build incomes like stemming out of that. So I was able to build that for myself. And as I grew and grew and grew now on year four and a half, and I grew by 50% every year. So it was like, it's It's always, it's every day that I'm like, this is crazy. It's every time I see my car, the first car I bought, the first new car I bought. It's every time I see it. I think it's such a good example, guys. And I always am saying this in the podcast is like always to start before you're ready. Like, you know, people are so nervous to start their own business or, you know, anything like that. I know for me, like personally, I was so afraid to make money because of taxes. Like I literally just didn't know anything about taxes. I was so afraid to make enough to have to file my taxes that I just didn't even want to worry about that. And I feel like you're a really good example of like, you literally just, especially when it came to finances and stuff, like you just learned as you went along, like you just kind of figured it out. (laughs) Yeah. And then marrying an accountant. That works yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, ha- I must have had that in my match.com profile. <laughs> Looking for, a, for an accountant. Um, okay, so but, but that, of- does, that does bring up something I do, I do want to just like touch on is that it's something I've been talking about a lot lately is that there is one of the main things I say is it's not like on my, my website and stuff. It's not you, it, this whole idea of I'm a creative artistic person, so I can't do the business side. There's this whole thing. And it's kind of like that struggling musician title. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, you're the artist. You do the freaking art, you know, like you do the groovy art and Mm -hmm. I, and like someone else does all the other stuff. No, that is not how it is anymore. And not only that, but you're given all these platforms. So for example, for a singer, if you go to a label, right. And you're trying to get a label deal. The first thing they're going to ask you is, okay, What's your Spotify, you know, listens, what's your Facebook following, what's your, you have to do work on your own now and you have to learn how, and you have these platforms. So you can learn to be that business person too. Yes. The money side is harder for me, but I have to know at least a little bit about what do I bring in every month and what do I do differently and how, you know, how much do I spend on ads and all that. So you don't get gypped too. Like, I mean, you're, you know, you're an independent artist. So like you manage it all yourself and you decided along the way that that was what you were going to do. I mean, not all yourself, obviously Jen helps with the financial Mm -hmm. part or whatever, but like, you know, for the most part, you're you're completely independent in that way. And so like just having that, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like just having that understanding of, you know, how it all works, you're less likely to have someone come along and be like, oh yeah, let me help you and take way more than they really Mm -hmm. should take. You know, I feel like with, you know, with labels and stuff like that, you're giving out a huge chunk of what you make, especially at the beginning. And it really depends on what you really want, which is why it's so important to find out for yourself. It's not, it's not like, you know, I moved to Nashville when I was 16 and the idea in my mind of what making it was, was not really mine. It was like a dream that was sold to me. It wasn't mine. It was like, well, you go to Nashville and this like, is what okay, happens. <laughs> you play country music. So go to Nashville, get on the radio. If you're just good enough, you'll sit on this bar stool and someone will pick you up and they'll put you on this, you know, and they'll put you yeah. on the radio and boom. And you think that's how it happens. Then you move to a place like LA or Austin or Nashville or wherever with whatever different art that you do. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's like all these other people here doing 
better things than me. And here I am thinking if I'm just good enough, it's going to just work out for me. No, it's not about the person that's the best at it because there's always going to be people that are better at singing, better at writing, better at, uh, you know, painting or whatever it is. And it's about the people who are willing to one, learn the business side and learn every different aspect of that business. And then to also really show up and work for it. You have to show up consistently and work for it. And that's, uh, that's a big thing too. It doesn't and matter. It's not about who's about. problems and be strategic. Yeah. I think that's like a really great opportunity for people right now as we're quarantined and so many people are having to look at that. It's like either you're going to go down a path of like self-destruction and like, you know, the mentality of like, oh, everything I have is lost or you're going to look at all of the resources and possibilities for you and make that shift, which, you know, luckily for you is like, you had already done that. You already set yourself mm-hmm. up. So like when, with the quarantine happening, like has really any, you know, besides you having to cancel like a few shows, like financially, have you seen any like really big hit at all? So with my shows, I actually just rescheduled. So I had already oh, nice. put deposits down on these venues. And I, and so I just called the each venue and rescheduled and everybody was super understanding. And then, um, because I even had a, uh, an event that was going to happen here at our house that we have to, that we might have to reschedule. We're just, we just kind of, everybody doesn't know everything's up in the air. So we're just kind of waiting until right. closer to time to reschedule stuff. But, um, as far as my business and everything, it's actually, because I've also gotten other really cool opportunities and things that have come up because of my Facebook live. Like we were talking about stems of income and stuff. Yeah. So I wanted I to ask other- you about that. Yeah, we do these, I do these other things outside of just actually the concerts that I do, you know? So actually my, my business on the side of coaching and mentoring and working with artists has, has been like explosive in this moment because now every artist is all of a sudden like, Oh, I should go live on Facebook and use a tip jar. And I'm like, yeah, like I've been (laughs) saying this, I've been saying this for like four and a half years. And all of a sudden my friends are like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's try that. And it's like, even one of my friends texts me and he's like, yeah, I totally should have listened to you about this before when you've been doing it for this long. And he he told me, he's like, I'm, I'm able to create an income for myself that was the same or more than I was making in the bars. So it just makes more That's sense. Crazy. And I can be home with my family, you know, and, 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 yeah, and as makes- far as we know, like you were pretty much the very first person to ever do that. Yeah. So crazy. Your journey is crazy. It really is. Like, even listening as a point of like someone who's been able to like watch it and observe it, like just hearing it again, it's like, dude, it's insane how much can happen in such a short amount of time when you start showing up. Cause like, okay, can we just put some in perspective? Like how much were you making when you were doing like a Broadway show for four hours, not having any breaks guys, like literally, unless you had a friend there to take, like to, to come up and sing a song, which you guys did that for each other a lot. Um, you couldn't like leave to go pee. <laughs> like you had to sing true. four hours and sometimes well, and then you, two gigs in one day. So it was eight hours. Yeah. And then you should just grab your guitar. You, and the, and some of the owners are really nice. And some of them are such like, it's just like, because there's so many artists there. It's like anything, you know, it's like the, you can be treated so poorly. It's like, and you're you know, kind of signed, like not signed, but you're kind of like with that bar. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Broadway and in, in Nashville, but like, people have like their times and they sing, you know, like right. at that bar, like at a certain time, like every day. It's like right? a college or a club or like. Yeah. On a, like on a good day and on a, on a bad day at Broadway, like what were, what oh. were your, like your, what were you looking at? So I, I, I was actually brought to Broadway by a guy who was, I was working in a massage envy 
I was working at a massage place booking massages. And I mean, I have, I had no education. I had, I took my GED at 16 when I moved to Nashville. And I don't even tell anyone that because one, you never use it for anything. And two, awkward, you know, it's like, I just, I'd rather just not bring up my education. Yeah. Now I do all the time and people just think I'm joking, but I'm being serious. Like, I don't know that because I'm homeschooled still. <laughs> like, and I'm in 33. So, but yeah, I, I, so I didn't have strength in, in that, you know, I didn't, wasn't able to find a lot of jobs. So when I first moved to Nashville, I was just getting any job I could. It was mopping floors or doing dishes or telemarketing or, you know, all these things. So I was working at a massage envy when uh, the, another guy who was working there started playing on Broadway. Hey friends, had to push pause on the episode real quick. Promise we'll get back to it. Such a great story and definitely worth hearing. But I have a couple of announcements. First off, I wanted to say, if you're enjoying this episode, please snap a picture of it, post it on the gram, tag at Dawn Buyer Music, at From Anxious Table, and at Your Moon Mom. So we can say thank you for listening um, and acknowledge you. Also, if you've been listening to this podcast for a minute and you haven't left a review, please do the podcast a solid. Do me a solid. Go to that purple podcast app. Click From Anxious to Able and click Write a Review. Five stars is wonderful, but the sauce is in the review. We really want to start reading some reviews and we would really appreciate to hear your input on the podcast. Lastly, we have a new mom-made collection available to you and guess what they are? Quarantine masks! <laughs> this mom-made collection is made by Haven Phil Brandt, who is a mama to a three-month-old daughter and she lives in Minnesota with her fiance, Terrence. They both lost their jobs due to COVID and she is looking to support her family with these masks. Um, please check out the collection on the From Anxious Stable website, www.fromanxiousstable.com slash shop and check out Haven's mom-made collection. Also check her out on the grams at mama and baby, M-O-M-M-A and B-A-B-E-E. Thank you guys so much. Let's get back to the episode. I know I kept you waiting for so long. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. And okay, let's go. And he started making good tips and he was telling me about it. He's like, just come and do a show with me one time and let's see how you do. Because, you know, I wasn't making much at my job. I was maybe making like 300 and something dollars a week working full time. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. So I went and did one show with him and I made... I think maybe a hundred dollars cash to me. I'm like, what? If I do this three times a week, like I can like make what I was making. An hour. Yes, <laughs> I can make what I was making at this job. So I quickly like caught on, and I should like just start playing on Broadway. So right. I did that, and then I quickly caught on to if I play with someone else, I have to split my tips. But if I do the whole four hours by myself, I don't have to split the tips. So I did that. Like I quickly went to like just doing it myself. So I could probably do, you, there's also a fight for the good days on Broadway. For example, like if you are willing to take on some of the early morning, not so good shifts that are like, basically there's like two people there, then you get like a Saturday, you know, or yeah. if you are one of the artists that shows up and, and holds a good crowd or whatever, then maybe you'll get a Friday or Saturday. So that was kind of the fight. Like the first place I played on Broadway was actually called Wannabes. Like that was the name of it. And I just wanted to switch. I just wanted to graduate from wannabes to the place that was right next door to it. So That's hilarious. That was the first graduation period for Oh me wait, was wannabes like the karaoke? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so I'd be singing there 
at the 11 a.m. shift where it's like people legit come in thinking you're singing karaoke or come in thinking you are that artist that sing you know, of that song and they come in, they realize it's not karaoke and they leave. So it was like really hard to keep a crowd in this place that was labeled as a karaoke place. So I graduated from there to the other side, which was the bigger stage. And when I did and started playing by myself, I probably in like a four hour shift, if I made, man, it's it, like some days you might make nothing. Some days you might make 50 to a hundred dollars and there's, and the base pay is so small. Right. But, and so it's all about tips and people that are coming to Nashville don't always know that. Like they see you on these stages and they think that you're making good money. So they don't know that they, we legit live on your tips. Yeah. So, but then there'd be days where I'd have a weekend, you know, where I might make a, a, like a couple hundred dollars and, or more, I might make $500 like on a good day. And Those but that days you whole, ate steak and sushi. No, right away. <laughs> the problem, the problem with that is it's one of these things where it's like, then you, you get stuck because you make the, that money on that busy day, but then you have to do all these other days and show up and do them. And you're just trying to like survive. So you're caught in this, like, I'm just making enough to just get my groceries and to just get my gas and to just survive. Therefore I have to continue coming here, you know? And so there's, it makes it really hard to get out. Yeah. And, and Facebook live was such like a reasonable step to make because it was feasible. It wasn't something you had to like really go invest in. I mean, like you just used your phone, right? Are you there? Yeah. Oh, um, so you just used your, your phone when you went Facebook live, right? Yeah. Like you don't really need much. It, it wasn't, it wasn't an investment on your end. But most people weren't, I mean, it had just kind of come about and most people weren't even knowing what to use it for. I mean, you'll get the random people just kind of going live, you know, talking about something maybe, but people weren't using it really for business. I don't think at that time. Right. So at the beginning you went live, um, you went live on, on your phone or you went live or you went live on your, on your actual, like you know, regular profile page or did you go, did you have like your own separate page for it? So at the time, so at the time, even though now I, I coach and mentor artists at the time, I had no clue about anything on Facebook and I really hadn't used it for anything other than just like, you know, personal stuff. So when I started going live, I just started going live from my personal page. Cause I didn't even know about a business page or a music page. So what happened to me because of that, I ended up having like a video that went viral and I had all these friend requests. So, and I realized I could only have a certain amount of friends. And so that kind of hurt me in the way of like, oh, I could have had all these people following me if I knew that I needed a music page. So then I transitioned into a music page. So what are some ways that you would suggest um, for somebody who is going to go on Facebook Live? Like to, you know, somebody who maybe doesn't have like a ton of Facebook friends or, you know, a ton of following on Facebook or whatever, like what are some ways that people can create some engagement? So if you're, if you're starting with a personal page, you just don't even have a profile page and you're starting from the very beginning, you, what you want to do is funnel to a, to a business or music page because it is important to have one. So even if you're just starting and you feel like all your friends right now are on your personal page, that's fine what you'll start doing is you'll go on there for like 30 seconds to a minute and maybe play a part of a song or do part of whatever the thing is that you're offering. 
and then say, hey, guys, I'm doing a full presentation or a full concert or I'm going to paint a full picture. I'm going to just live paint to this song like for 45 minutes here right after this on my music page or my business page or my art page or whatever. So you do it right after, like you get set up to kind of do your 30 second to one minutes on your personal page and move people over by being like, you know, right after this, I'm going to be doing a full show on my main page. Yeah. I love So that. come follow me there. Did, uh, did, so whenever you started doing Facebook live, obviously you were like making tips and that's kind of what you started surviving on. When did like the whole living room show thing kind of come to be? Well, I always tell artists that people tell you when it's time for something. I think we've talked about that too. Yeah. People, people tell you when it's time. People told me when it was time to have an album because they were started asking me to buy one. Like people would tell me when it was time for me to start traveling to living room shows because I got my first person messaging me going, okay, how can I get you to come sing these songs to me? You know? And it was like, I had this idea of, well, I don't want to play bars anymore. Like I could, I'm so done with bars. I've been playing bars since I was 14, since I wasn't even allowed to get into a bar. So it's like, I'm done playing bars. How do I do this differently? And I I made the connection in my brain of like, well, if you make yourself available at all these bars and all these places, and you're constantly posting up your schedule of like, here's where I'm going to be playing at all these places, come see me. Yes, that's what most artists were doing at the time. But I kind of, I saw a different path of like, okay, well, if I don't make myself available to that, and I only make myself available for living room shows, then people can really only have me sing for them in person if they personally bring me there. Or if I'm doing a small like theater show and only doing three of those a year. So then you get people actually traveling to that show because you're only doing that many. Yeah. How did you, <laughs> cause you went from making like, you know, maximum probably like 25, 30 bucks an hour doing the Broadway shows. So mm-hmm. like how, how was that for you? Like, I kind of remember walking through that with you. You were trying to figure out like, what was like just the process of like, okay, someone's asking me, Oh yeah. You know, this is where I love like start before you're ready, start before you're ready because like you just kind of did it and you just kind of figured it out along the way. And like, who was, I don't know if it was me or Britain were, was like your, we were your, yeah. uh, we were your assistant, you know, like we were your booking agent. <laughs> and even funnier because I'm actually married to the first person who hired me that, um, like that was legit was my first traveling living room show. Jen so, was your first travel. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. I love yeah. That's just so crazy. But so like, how even did you it, it's cool out- to hear her perspective. I'm like, okay, you know, like how much was that to you? Yeah. Like what was that experience like for like, you? I, to, for me to decide what I was going to charge for, for me to decide what I was going to charge. It was like, I was legit in the first place. Here's the thing. It's so hard to get out of the mentality of art should not, you should not charge for art. And here's the thing about that too. And I get it all the time on my pages and constantly getting people trying to remind me of that. <laughs> and I have to stand in my, no, this is my job. Like, yes, I love to do this. But it's also what I do. Like even in the times right now, I get all kinds of comments that are like, you shouldn't be doing a concert because, you know, people are struggling and and everything. And my response to that is, well, yes. And then there's the people who still have jobs that thankfully and are able to keep working and taking mm-hmm. care of their family. And I happen to be one of those people that can keep singing and working. So and there is, is nothing big thing for people. Right yeah. There is nothing when we don't give people, you have to give people, we've talked about this too. You have to give people a way to give back to you when you are giving, like if you are showing up with something that brings any kind of healing or 
takes them back to a place or brings them to a memory or maybe takes them out of the moment that they're in, you're doing a disservice to them by not giving them some way of giving that love back to you, whether it's buying an album, buying a canvas, whatever it is. And that's the whole thing. You have to be confident in, and it's a really crazy thing that for so long, it's been that art shouldn't be, it's like, you should just give your music away for free and you should just be thankful that anyone wants to listen and and hope that, you know, you just get more people wanting to listen instead of like trying to have concerts. I mean, I really have people tell me this stuff all the time and it's like, it's like, what are you saying to me? Like, well, are yeah, you saying, because you'd be working at Massage Envy, not singing. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying that because some people, I mean, are you saying that I shouldn't continue to work? You know, like, are you saying I should stop showing up and continuing to work? I mean, or that, I mean, there's always comments like that. And I think it's so interesting. You really have to get with that in yourself. It has to be like, no, it's okay that yes, I love to do this. And yes, it's creative. And yes, I'm, I love giving this. Mm. It's also what I do. And it's okay to put value to that. Yeah. I feel like this was a conversation we had on the phone when Dawn is kind of like my, my mentor that I call about this kind of thing, but, um, just like being willing to, you know, being willing to accept something for your services and like the mentality of like, you know, so many, I think a lot of people look at somebody like you doing something you really love to do and being able to like, you know, find success through that. And then we have all these people who are like working these jobs that they really hate and they feel like they're, you know, I've definitely gone through that where it's like, I don't feel like I've earned the money that I've made unless I'm literally killing myself. Like unless, unless I've come to the point where I'm getting my paycheck and I feel like I've, you know, I could die right now because I've just given everything I possibly had to, you know, to make sure that I make this money. And I feel like you're really good about, and I know this was a process for you, but you're like, it's okay for it to be easy. Like, it's okay to get to a point in your life where you can easily make money doing something you love to do. And it's possible. Well, it doesn't, it also doesn't come with like with everyone. It doesn't, it's not like, it's like people will tell me artists will come to me and they'd be like, go on. I tried your method and I didn't make anything. And I'm like, okay. So I start, I'm, I'm like, okay, what, how many times have you gone live? Well, once I'm like, yes. how many, how long were you live for? Uh, 10 minutes. I'm like, okay. Um, so you're asking someone, think of how many times, okay. Facebook ads is one of the biggest ways to advertise. And it's right. one of the most successful places to advertise. Think of how many times you have to see an ad of something you were thinking of that you actually wanted like this stupid sweatshirt, Facebook keeps showing it to me. And I'm like, I will not buy that. So, you know, I'm like, I'm right. like, no, I know. Like, you're going to keep showing me that till I buy it. But Freaking it's dry like, shampoo it, just keeps coming. But out. it works. It really works. And so think of how many times people have to hear a song on the radio or, you know, hear a song and be like, I'm going to actually go and buy that. So you're telling me that you're complaining to me right now about that you just showed up for 10 minutes and no one gave you money. No one, no one paid for your art. Okay. Um, one thing on social media is you need to be consistent because we all want to feel like you're not just all of a sudden going to disappear. So you have to show up and give what you're, you know, show what you have. What is your product? What is your thing? Show that it works. Show and for, yeah. and for music makes you feel right. But there's also, okay, if I'm trying to sell a sweatshirt, well, obviously I'd go on there and I'd show that it's comfortable and I'd show all these things about it and blah, blah, blah. And I'd, I'd, would show that it works. And right. So and music- if I had a, sorry, if I had a friend that like, you know, I knew was a struggling artist that now is at home quarantine and needs to figure out a way to make money. I'd be like, Oh, you need to go talk to Dawn because Dawn 
does Facebook mentorships and she does Facebook lives. You know, like you want to be so, I'm like, oh, I can't, I love what you're saying because I feel like this is something. Yeah, but you know, what's so crazy and with, with putting value to art is that I, you also come across, like I come across so many musicians who are like, Dawn, I love what you do so much. I just can't come up with the $49 and 99 cents a month to get mentored inside that group. And I, and I respond with this. So you're telling me, I, so here's what I did when I started my mentoring group. I started a mentoring group. I, I brought everyone in that wanted to come in, every artist that wanted to come in. I didn't charge anything. And I went the whole first three weeks just giving, giving, giving info. Like, here's what I was able to do. Here's the podcast. Like, here's some little tips on things I could help you with. You know, here's all these things. After that three weeks, I turned it to, to subscription only. And out of like a, almost 200 people, ooh, went down to like just a few people. And it's wow. all part of what I'm coaching about. It's like, you guys, when people message me and they're, they'll say, Dawn, I, I'm sorry, I just can't you know, subscribe even though I've been in here and learning so much and blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, I just, because of the bars and everything's closed, I'm just not able to make money. And I'm like, if you would just have listened, like to, the, to the, what I've been showing you for the past three weeks, you could have actually challenged yourself to just go online and make $49. Like just challenge yourself to do that. Go right. on there and make the $49 to continue learning how to use this platform as a virtual venue. So and you literally could go live and be like, I need to make $49 right? in the next it's like hour. I, it's like what I said. I'm like, if I, back when I was in on Broadway playing and just feeling like the feeling like my soul was being crushed by the fact that I had to do all these covers. If someone had said to me, I know this girl, um, I know this girl, she used Facebook to, as a virtual venue and she used, she came up with a virtual tip jar and she did all these things. And now she's become an online artist really. And she was able to do all this and she's been doing it for four and a half years. And she was able to grow her income each year and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, and and if they said to me, it would cost you a dollar and 66 cents a day to be mentored in this group by her where she does all these talks and everything. And you can, you know, ask her questions on zoom calls and stuff like that. I'd be like, uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> I break this down for artists and it's so funny because it'll get to where they don't have a rebuttal anymore. Cause I'll really, cause I'm an artist, like I am you. So don't come to me with that. Well, like, and it's important I, for you to charge for it because it's like to throw all of your energy into these 200 people who say they want it because it's free. You know what I mean? And no, then to be yeah. able to focus, even if it's five people, 10 people to be able to actually focus on this energy and know that like the, that energy you're giving is, you know, those people because they paid that are, they're going to take it. Right. And they're gonna run because, with it. because back when I started all this, I try, couldn't give my program away to my friends. Honestly, I could not <laughs> give it to them and them take it. But now all my friends are like, yeah, you know, it's like, it, totally. and, so, and so I've had to have that, you know, I've had to get good with that on my own too. Cause I so want to help these artists cause I am them. So I so want to help. But then it's like, if I don't put value to what I'm doing, they're not going to put value to what I'm doing. Um, and so I, so I told them, I'm like, I'm going to show you guys how it works to show up consistently and, and show up a hundred percent by telling you that whatever this, you know, this new group that I started, whatever it comes down to, maybe it's, you know, 200 people right now, but when we switch to subscription and you guys have to pay $49 a month to stay in the group, maybe it gets down to four or six or 15 people. I'm still going to show up. See, that doesn't, if I, if I was to say, Oh, you know, this makes, it doesn't make sense for me. Um, finance wise to go, okay, this makes sense to put my time into this. I'm making enough to do that with everything else I do, but it does make sense if I'm trying to build something just like when I first started going live on Facebook, I'm trying to build something. I had like five people watching me, but 
I'm trying to build something and you cannot build something without being hundred percent showing up and being consistent. So I'm showing them that in the way of like, I'm going to show up with you guys and I know this group will grow, you know? Yes. I love that so much. Um, do, are your, is your, are your, is your, um, <laughs> those words, homeschool. <laughs> homeschool um, okay. Yeah. The, the, the mentorships, are they still available now? So what I've done during just everything that's going on right now is I've, I have a program that, you know, that's, I think you guys took it, that's um, making it on Facebook. Well, I've brought that down to where it's like $99 right now. And I, and because that's something where I, I was able to create that and it's something I can just go here to link, grab this, it'll help you. And right. so I brought that down to $99, but then what I've been getting feedback on is like, okay, how do I quickly just figure out, like so many people don't even know how to like actually go live. Like I'm talking like, where's about the like, button. Like, yeah. What's, where's the button? What are the tools? How do I use this? How do I do that? What should my description say? How do I use the virtual tip jar? How should it look? What kind of equipment do I need? All this stuff. So I came up with a quick, it's called live in five and it takes 10 minutes to go through the video. And in that 10 minutes, I go through five steps of going from, you've never been live before. Even if you have, if you don't really know how, you don't know what equipment, what kind of thing to have behind you when you're going live, uh, what's the best mic, what's the best light, what's the best thing. And then also how to actually go live and, and a couple tips on like, Hey guys, when you're actually, when you click go live, you are live. So please. Stop staring at yourself in the Don't camera. Don't pick your you know, nose. Just the, just the simplest five steps to, okay, now you're ready to go live. So we have that. It's 10 minutes long. It's $9.99. Everybody can grab it. And then if you want to continue getting a little bit more training on using this platform as a virtual venue, there's also the $99 program. That program's really awesome too. And me and Corey were really committed to it when we did it. And I'm pretty sure we were making like a couple hundred bucks at one point during our lives. We ended up having a baby and kind of got off course. But I've been talking to him <laughs> about it right now because, and his thing, and this is a question for you, is like, you know, we only have so many songs. So say someone only has five songs that they know. Like, can they still go live? Is it is it worth it to do those same songs over again? Like, I feel like people think. I mean, I it's just like what you question guys, so yeah. much. He's like, we don't have enough songs. Like, I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like, I know yeah. for a fact that like there's certain songs that I had to listen to like five times before I was like, hey, that's a pretty cool like exactly. song. Like, and so for him, it's like, no. Once you put it on one time, that's it. <laughs> okay, so I love this question so much. I was just doing a talk with artists yesterday on a, on a, um, zoom thing. And that I hear this question every single time I take questions. It's so interesting. And I love this question. Cause it's like, okay, think about a lot of us don't listen to the radio anymore because we get to pick our own music, but think about how the radio works. Okay. This is how artists become like, you know, uh, arena filling artists. Right? right. So these are a top 20 countdown. So think of how many times they do that same top 20 countdown before we're like, Oh my gosh, I know that song. And we sing every word before we're like wishing we could hire Garth Brooks to sing that song at our wedding. Like unless someone is requesting that, unless everyone's requesting it and everyone's asking you like saying, this is my favorite song. Please let me pay you to come sing it at my house. Unless you're there, you have not used those songs enough. Like if, if someone only has five songs, okay, you have five songs, you show up and think about this too, because this is someone, an artist brought up a good point yesterday. They were like, okay, but like I'm doing these live in-person shows. 
um, I have the same people coming to every live in person show and I just keep repeating the same song. Should I do that? I'm like, okay, that makes sense that you would switch up your set because it's like, okay, you have Mary and Joe coming to every single show that you have in person every day and you're playing the same set of songs. Yes, that makes sense to change up your set. Here's the difference in live in person and this platform is that on Facebook Live, any given time of the day, I could go live at 3 a.m. and I'm going to be going live for people in Ireland. So right. any given time of the day, you're going live. You see that number counting up? That's just the number of people in there that second. And it's not always going to be the same people. Yes, you will have your core group, which we talk about, but those, and those people will want to tune into every different thing that you do. But you don't have that yet unless you've been like showing up consistently and have grown that over like a year. Like you, you have to actually get that core audience. How do you get that core audience? You grab them with a song that they love so much that they know all the words that they request that they make their ringtone on their phone and they bring you out to sing for them. That's how you build that core audience. Yes. I love that. So but it's you, all different people when you go live, you know, it goes live to all different people all different times of the day. Right. So like so you, you and, and Corey and, and could go live. At any point in time, someone could share it. And like all of a sudden you have that, that whole friend list that you've never like sang those songs to. Right. And if they've already heard them, they'll share it and maybe not listen to the whole video. Okay. So then you've got other people listening. Right. I love that. Okay. So where can people find you, but also the live and five program or perfect time, perfect time. My AirPods buds or AirPods are going dead. Um, (laughs) So real quickly, I just reamped my website yesterday. So I had initially started the website talking about what is making it to you. And we kind of started there. Like first get clear on what is making it to you because that's such an important question. Um, my website is called therealmakingit.com. Uh, ask yourself that question for yourself before you even reach out to anyone for mentoring or coaching or, okay, how do I get started doing this? Ask yourself that question for yourself of like, what is making it to me? Not what is making it for painters usually? Like what it may, what is making it for artists usually? Or what does the world say is making it? What is making it to you? And get really clear on that for yourself. Then reach out to like, okay, how can I use this platform to get my voice out there to get my music heard? So I reamped my website and I have a quick, that quick five-step thing of just how to get started going live. And then I have my making it on Facebook program that takes you more into how to use this platform to create core audience, to do online concerts, like ticketed concerts, to use the tip jar, to um, just basically using this Facebook live platform as a virtual venue. So uh, we'll give you the link, right? We'll give them a link or put it somewhere. Yeah, of course. I'll put it in the, the show notes of the podcast episode. Yeah. And before you even reach out, like find out for yourself what is making it for you. Yeah, that's so important. And you guys will find, because um, I know we've, I've done a episode with Brooke, but we're all believers that what you write down happens. You have to be clear on what you want to be able to see when the opportunity presents itself and to be able to actually like optimize that opportunity. And you might not be like totally clear on how it's going to happen, but you can have an idea of like what that feels like for you. Do you know what I mean? Like what feels really right for me um, as, you know, to be able to say like, I made it, I'm, I'm, I'm very successful. And, you know, I feel like you would be definitely, you would say that you would say, I, you know, I've, I am a successful person, which is a really a wonderful thing to be able to say. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't know if you don't know that, just like if you, don't create something for yourself. You're helping someone else create something for them. 
and you're helping to build a building or whatever that some with someone else's dream. And right. if you don't come up with what making it is for you, someone else will tell you what it is. Yeah. And then you'll take on a dream that wasn't really yours. Yeah. Okay. So the real making it.com, um, we'll put it in the show notes of the podcast episode. Um, what are your, what's your Facebook and Instagram at Dawn buyer music, uh, on both Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And then we never put it in perspective. So you were making maybe 25 bucks an hour mm-hmm. at Broadway. What's been like an experience you've had with Facebook live, you know, like one of the best experiences you've had with Facebook live, you know, in an hour or whatever. Um, well, let's see. So I do mostly, I won't usually don't do more than a 90 minute, um, concert now because I do 90 minute concerts inside ticketed events. Right. Uh, gosh, I would say, I mean, so many things have come from it. I would say, you know, I, I do a ticketed concert and I sell a couple hundred tickets, you know, at $10 a piece or $20 a piece. And I'm making more than I would if I went to a venue. So yeah. I would say that, but also right now, this moment is one of the most amazing thing that's happened to me by far is that I've figured out even in these hard times, even when it's, you know, you really, you want to be able to keep showing up what you do, but you know, people are struggling and you don't want to like, if someone's not really truly not able to buy a ticket to my show, but they've been supporting me this whole time, I do want them to have it. So the way we figured that out was um, we came up with this idea for ticket angels inside my group I have going right now, which is called lockdown with Dawn. So I'm doing a concert every night inside that group. We're on That's our 12th so day. Good. Lockdown. <laughs> but what we did was I was like, Oh gosh, I don't want some people to miss this just because, you know, they really can't right now. And these are the people who've been supporting me the whole year, you know, and, and purchasing concert tickets and CDs and stuff. So uh, what I did was I said, okay, here's what we'll do. Those who can grab some tickets, will bring the tickets down from $20 to $10. And those who can grab a ticket, grab a couple tickets. You guys will be ticket angels. And then, and then when we get to the amount of tickets, like if we have 133 people in here and we sell 133 tickets, I go live. So they've been like challenging themselves to keep me live every single day. And I, they've triggered me every single day for 12 days. That's so awesome. I love that. But it's forming community too. And it's, and it's like people are giving the gift of music and it feels good. And I'm able to still do my job. It's so crazy. I, f- I feel like I have to go back because earlier I was kind of saying like, oh, you had to kind of figure out the business aspect along the way because we didn't really know, like all of us, we kind of really knew nothing about like money and stuff. But actually like you're a really good business person. Like you have, <laughs> you're just really good at solving problems, like just coming up. And I think that's just like a creative aspect too. Like, like you're just really good at looking at the situation. And this is what success is, guys, is being able to solve problems like you either with the quarantine or whatever, like you either let it stop you or you you look at the other doors that are possible for you. And I feel like you're really good about that. It's just like, okay, we need to shift now and we need to shift now. And like, oh, okay, this isn't really working anymore. Like, let's like change it up a little bit. Let's call it something new. Let's like add a new aspect to it. So I feel like that's super, super important just to keep it fun and fresh for people too. Because you've been able to keep well, always be the crazy. same fan base don't like this like well when we talk about the real making it when we talk about the real making it one of the things i i've always gotten for myself is to make it you know you find out what making it is to you and then you feel like you're making it but the only way to make it is to keep making it like you have to create things you have to keep creating and you have to keep 
coming up with stuff and you have to give it a hundred percent. That's the way to make it work. Like when we talk about ticket angels and all that, you know, somebody, somebody that's listening might be like, Oh, that's so cool. So you just like sit around and like people go and grab these tickets and then you show up for your show that night. No, I legit spend my whole day talking about it with my face in my phone. Like I shout out every single person when they purchase a ticket. So so it's one person ticket. I put it up. I put the little angel emoji with the little ticket and I thank them for doing it. And I, and I create this excitement of here's how many we have left. We do that all day long. Like when I wake up in the middle of the night to pee, I check it and I post up how many people we have left. Yeah. Okay. I, before I know we have to go, but I have three questions to finish it off. But before I do, I have to mention too, like, well, cause people, you know, I feel like numbers really hold people down. Like, oh, I only had five mm-hmm. people. I only had 10 people in my life, you know, and you know, some people, you know, you've had a million views at one point on one of your videos and, and, mm-hmm. and crazy. But when you go back and I, like, I've seen this as an observer, who is it that's really like there in the end? Like it, it, it's almost like it's those very, those, like those very initial, like hundred people that mm-hmm. were your fans, like, still to this day, tip you when you're live. You know, like mm-hmm. they're like they're the ones who like carried you through to this point. I feel like, and I feel like that's really important. Is like when when what you were saying earlier, like when there's five people, that's five human beings. Yeah, that and you're creating a core audience. That's your core audience. Yes, and that's so important. It's five human beings that have you know a thousand friends on Facebook, two thousand, three thousand friends on Facebook, and when they share it that's being shared to all of their friends. You know what I mean? So it's like each person that you know, or that you're singing for, you're really singing to the potential of thousands of people, depending on how it goes down the funnel. You know what I mean? Like how it ends up. So it really is crazy how many people you can. um, And also just like, you don't know when that live that you did or that video you did will pop back up into people's world and be shared by someone or, you know, I feel like that's happened for you a few times where like big Facebook groups have shared your video and just like went crazy. Yeah. All right. Last, last question. Thank you so much for being on here. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. If you weren't my uh, sister. <laughs> um, okay. And I've one. almost cleaned out the whole refrigerator during this conversation. No. <laughs> All right. First one is, um, what's your favorite stop, drop and jam song right now? Oh, it's so hard. Cause I'm not really listening to music right now. I'm just playing. So I would have to say one of the songs I'm singing. And, um, probably, uh, I have a song, I have a new song called get to be loving you. That's really fun to play. And I, I guess I stopped dropping jam during it. <laughs> you stop drop and sing it. Yeah. Cause I, uh, yeah. Cause, cause I don't, I'm not listening to music right now. What's it much. called? Um, get to be loving you. Is there any way to put that in the show notes? Is there a link to it? It will be available soon on that next, this next album I'm coming out with, but, um, yeah, we could probably do something, a little clip or something. Okay, cool. Um, okay, one is a strategy for sanity that somebody could do every day right now, um, you know, being quarantined just yep. to help them stay balanced and centered. So Jen and I started doing, I mean, we're, we've, we've come to really appreciate our backyard. <laughs> so <laughs> Jen, and I, Jen and I have been doing like, we just stand outside and we just have a hug in the sun. And what I've been telling people is like, if you are by yourself, still go and stand in the sun and just like, you know, wrap your arms around yourself. And Jen was like, yeah, and the sun hugs you back. I'm like, yes. And just stand out there and have a sun hug. That's That's what we're doing. That's so cute. 
<laughs> go hug the sun every day. I love that. Or the yeah. rain. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Last one is um, if someone like an artist out there right now is looking, you know, they, they really relied on gigs and um, you know, they're looking at the unknowns of like, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my family? You know, if they have a family um, to provide for and they're just like super overwhelmed and they just can't, you know, you know, those times where you like just Mm -hmm. can't see the next step. Like you just can't see it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could whisper something like just kind of swoop down and whisper something into their ear. What would it be? Open yourself up for, I think we've talked about this, open yourself up for something that you can't even see right now that might be coming to you. Just open yourself wide up for that. If you really just don't know this moment in the moments when you just don't know, open yourself wide up to go, okay, I'm wide open though for this next awesome thing that's going to come. And instead of making it a negative, make it a positive, like, okay, I don't know right now. I just am unsure. So there must be something freaking amazing that I could be open to, to wide open to right now. Yes. I love that. Yes. Cause it's just kind of like, I, I don't know, but I'm ready to know. And that's like yeah. a really good step. <laughs> yeah. There can be, there's so much amazingness in the unknown. So that's an amazing space to be in. Yeah. It's just being able, yeah. Recognizing, seeing everything is like, Oh, is this it? Could be, you know, <laughs> Ooh, this could be it. <laughs> like, <Mom>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure right. it resonates with you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, check out um, Dawn Buyer Music on Instagram and Facebook. Also, check out therealmakingit.com. You can get the live, what is it called? Live in five. Um, mm-hmm. it's only, did you say it's only $9.99? Yeah. You freaking kidding me right now? That's so amazing. don't come to me, guys. Don't message me and be like, I'd really love to get this, but I can't right now. Yeah, no. Go figure it out. Go live don't and literally say, don't do it. guys, I have one song, two songs that I'm going to play, and I really need to make. Nine ninety nine. Right. I met this person and I really want to get my, by um, this program. Yeah. Make sure you put the www because if you don't, it won't, it won't bring up the website. Okay, cool. And I will put that in the show notes. Um, and also I'll put the link to the straight to the live and five and straight to making it on Facebook. Mickey, you're so good at this. Thanks. So I much. was really concerned with the two of us of how we were going to, was going to work with us talking over each other. I think it went pretty well. I know. I definitely interrupted you a few times, but Okay. I think it went really good. And I didn't say, um, like I only said it like a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye guys. Okay. Love you. You can find detailed show notes on this episode and others by going to www.fromanxioustoable.com slash podcast.